Our scripture for this morning comes from the Gospel of John. I'm going to read John chapter 10, verses 7 through 10. And after the conclusion of the reading of the scripture, I want to ask you to affirm it with me as being for us today. So I'll say this is the word of God for the people of God, and you're invited to respond. Thanks be to God. Hear now the word of God from John chapter 10, verses 7 through 10. And it says, So Jesus spoke again, I assure you that I am the gate of the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and outlaws, but the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief enters only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so that they could have life. Indeed, so that they could have life to the fullest. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I'm going to be speaking primarily to our confirmands, and they know that, so I thank you all for staying and sitting near the front and acting like you're listening. Um, Everybody else, you're welcome to listen in as well. I hope that you'll hear something for you. This is a big day. And, and we're celebrating with you all as you confirm your faith. And, and we're confirming your faith with you. And all of you are roughly in that preteen or early teenage stage of life. And, and it's a big one in a lot of ways. A lot changes. You go from elementary school to middle school. You you start to change in, in all kinds of ways. Mentally, emotionally, physically. You're maturing. You're growing. And it's usually in this stage in life when you also start to take on a little bit more freedom. And responsibility. I remember when I was roughly your age, my life changed and I took on some extra freedom and responsibility in a way that was very exciting for me. And and I guess I need to go back a little bit earlier and say, I remember being very young and and maybe if you're very young in the room or if you can remember this, uh, I wasn't even allowed to go outside the house without a parent. You know, when you're little, you don't send the kids out. When the kids are little, you don't send them out without a parent or a big sibling or something like that. But then as I got older, my parents would let me go outside by myself. But they would say, what, stay in the yard, right? But gosh, when I got to your age, I I don't know what was going on, but my parents decided to let me have a little bit more freedom and responsibility and they would let me out into the, not just the yard, but down the street and in the neighborhood. I had a bicycle and some friends, and, and they turned us loose to go and play and have a good time. And usually it'd be something like be home by dark or be home by supper or something like that. And all of a sudden, where I had previously either not been allowed to go outside without a parent or only been allowed to go out into the yard, now when I opened the door of my house, I had access to the whole neighborhood. 
I ventured into cul-de-sacs I had never seen before. It was amazing. I thought the whole world had been opened up to me as my parents gave me the freedom and the permission to go out and explore the neighborhood. And what is funny is I went back recently to that neighborhood that I grew up in and drove around in there, and it wasn't nearly as big as I remember it being when I was a kid. But at that moment in life, I thought I'd been given the keys to the whole world. At this moment in life, you are living into some of that freedom and the responsibility that comes with it. And in the scripture that we just read, Jesus was talking to people who were listening to him and learning from him, just like you do, just like you've been. And he gave them sort of an example of what life is like with him that in many ways was just like what I experienced when I was your age with my neighborhood. He's, he was telling them and, and telling us that there's a whole world that is being opened up in front of you, not just physically, but spiritually. And in fact, what you find, at least what I have found as I've grown up and grown up in the faith, is Jesus is inviting us to explore a new and spiritual life that we have. There's a, there was a Jesuit priest who said, what we come to find about life is that we are spiritual beings living a human existence, not human beings living a spiritual existence. In fact, we come to find that we are spiritual. That is who we are and how we were made at our very core. And what Jesus was saying to those people then and is saying to us now is we've got a spiritual adventure opened up to us to live and enjoy and explore. Now, when I was your age, I wasn't a member of a Methodist church. I grew up in a church, but it was a different denomination, and we didn't have confirmation. Uh, but, but we did have classes that you took as, as a child and as a young person to learn about the faith. And uh, mine that I went through, they called it Royal Ambassadors or RAs. And um, among the other things that we did in there was we learned about the Bible and we learned Scripture, and we were even encouraged to memorize particular verses. And this was one that I memorized when I was about your age, and I've never forgotten it, and it has stayed with me. And in fact, it has helped inform my faith, who I am as a follower of Jesus. And it's the last verse that we just read, John 10, 10. When, when I memorized it, it was a different translation than what I just read, but said basically the same thing. The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it everlasting or to the fullest. And I think that verse has stuck with me all these years because for me in that moment and more and more as I've gotten older, that verse answered for me a question, why is Jesus even a thing? Why is that a thing that we have built thousands of years of history and tradition on? Why is it a thing 
that people give their lives to, have even died for? Why is it a thing that we build buildings and get together about? Why is Jesus even a thing? And the answer for me was in that verse. He said, because I have come to give you life and give it to you to the fullest. And he uses as the sort of a metaphor for that, he calls himself the gate. That the sheep, the the people, the creation of God, God's sheep, if we know God as the good shepherd, then the sheep can use that gate to come in and out in life and to know life to its fullest. Just like I think for me, when I was your age, I saw that front door as the opening that gave me access to the world to explore, to discover, to learn and grow. Jesus says he is that door, that gate for us in this spiritual adventure that we call life. And he's saying to you today, all of the confirmands who were just up here, and everyone who's in this room, and everybody who's with us online, he's saying to you, he's saying to me, he's saying to us, I am the gate that gives you access to life. Come in and go out through me. And there is that sense of coming in through the gate as a sheep into the pen where there's safety and security and assurance where you're protected and cared for and provided for and that is an important aspect of the kingdom of God and of being participants in the kingdom of God because there's going to be times in life where you feel scared where you feel anxious or unsure you may even feel unworthy or unimportant. And Jesus says, in the life of faith in the kingdom of God, we all come in to the presence of God where we know we are loved and held, protected and supported. And then likewise, we go out into the world. What do you think it was like for a sheep in those days, or even today, to have been in the pen and then the gate is opened and out they go. What would that feel like? Kind of like me, I guess, when I was your age and I could open the front door and head out into the world and see all that there was to see and discover what I had been given access to, even what I had been created to experience and enjoy. And you've been on a journey of discovery as confirmands and as we all are. Now, discovery is just kind of a fancy word for learning, right? Um, You've been learning. You've been in classes together. You've learned about things like the Bible and the history of the church, about faith and truth, the gospel, Prayer and power. All of these were just experiences and discovery and adventure and learning about who you are and who God made you to be and what it looks like to live that life to the fullest. I really enjoyed the one uh, week, the class on prayer 
uh, where you took the Lord's Prayer and wrote your own version of it. I thought that was really cool. I got to do that with Aaron. That we, we sat down and wrote our own versions of the Lord's and saw the different kind of wording that we would have used to communicate some of the things in that prayer and words that might be meaningful to us. And even that little exercise of writing the Lord's Prayer in your own words is the perfect example of what Jesus is inviting you to do, is to claim your faith in Him for yourself, to express it and experience it, to let it have a place and a space in your life and help make you who you were made to be by God. To enjoy that adventure. And it is an adventure. Now granted, adventures aren't all just fun and discovery and learning. I mean, sometimes there can be challenges along the way. I told you not long after I was given that permission to go out and explore the world, I was at my cousin's house. And we decided to cash in on that. Uh, his mom had left the house and left us home alone and uh, let us, you know, she was okay with her if we were outside and playing in the yard and they had sort of a big yard and woods around it. And so we went out to explore the woods. Have you ever been out exploring in the woods? And we just kept going and going and going mm-hmm. and going. Uh, exactly. And we got to that point. Where we stopped in the woods and we looked around and we had no idea where we were and weren't sure how to get back to where we had started and didn't know where we were going. It was, it was a little bit scary. I mean, neither one of us wanted to admit to each other that we were scared, but so we picked a direction and kept walking and we came to a road, like a highway which felt like that was a promising sign. And there was a neighborhood on the other side of the highway. And I, and I don't know if this is, would be how it works today now, parents with kids, but we went across the road and knocked on the first door, the first house in the neighborhood. And I'm embarrassed to admit this was before cell phones. So it's not like we had a phone in our pockets to call somebody. So we knocked on the door. And the guy who answered the door sang bass in the church choir. Gerald, big old guy, fiery red hair, deep bass voice. I mean, there's no way we would have known that we were knocking on his door. But he answered the door. We recognized him. He recognized us. He called my aunt who came and got us, took us home. There were some more conversations that were had <laughs> after that. But I'm t- looking back on that, can I tell you what has stuck with me? And I don't know always how God works in the mysterious ways God works, but what has stuck with me about that is to know that as I'm living this life of faith and learning and experiencing it for myself, even as I'm out exploring in the adventures of life and the spiritual life we were made to live, I remember that there are people who are there with me and for me. People like Gerald in my church who I'd always seen singing up in the choir was there for us. And the same is true of you. Look around. I'm talking to the confirmands or anybody else that would like to see it. Look around. These, these people 
are here with you and for you to share in this journey, this adventure of life that we call faith in Jesus. And not just these people. There are people who are part of God's church all over the world. This may not be where you spend the rest of your life. You may grow up and move away. There will be people of faith wherever you go that you can find and connect with and share this adventure together. And there is one other challenge that Jesus talks about when he names the thief. The thief that comes to steal and kill and to destroy. And when I was your age, I understood that thief to be the devil. Okay? I mean, it's pretty basic. I've grown and, and added some understanding, I think, about what that even means, the devil, as the presence of evil in the world. So I, I kind of like to, instead of even saying the devil, I, I say the evil. <laughs> the evil. That, that there is evil that exists in the world. Hurt and harm exist in the world. Pain and suffering exist in the world. And in fact, Jesus said, the evil comes to steal and kill and destroy, to take away, to put down, to oppress, to limit, to hinder, to harm, to hurt. And Jesus said, that's not why I'm here. I came that you would have life. He came to give us this adventure of the fullness of life in God's kingdom. He said, I am the gate. I am the way that opens that for you and makes it possible. Enjoy it. Explore it. Even as I stand right here, all of the confirmands, you were just up here kneeling. Even as I stand right here, I think about that image of the gate, the opening. And Jesus talked about coming in and going out. And this actually reminds me of a different story in the Bible. It's, it's one right at the time that Jesus died on the cross. Because in that story, it says that the moment that Jesus died, the veil in the temple that at the time separated the people from the presence of God, the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant rested, they believed that to be God's throne in the temple. And there was a veil that separated that room from the rest of the temple and from all of the people. And only the high priest could go in on behalf of the people into God's presence and come back out to the people as a representative of God. But in the moment that Jesus died, in the moment that he paid the price eternally for any sin, any brokenness, any hurt, any harm, any mistake that any of us could ever do, make, or experience, in the moment that he set it all right in his death on the cross, that led to his resurrection. That veil was torn in two and it was opened. The gate was swung wide open for us and God that we could know life ourselves with God. And Jesus has offered that to us, to you, and you've received and accepted it and you've begun a new leg in your journey as you grow in your faith and following Jesus. I was about 10 years old when I did the same thing that you just did. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't know what I didn't know. 
I, I knew what I knew at the time and what I believed and what I expected, and I've come to learn so much more as I've grown in my faith, and you will too. And I pray that you will know the joy and the adventure of this life of faith with Jesus. And that's not just for these 10 who are standing up here. That's for all of us. If you're in this room this morning or with us online, that is the adventure that God is calling all of us to in Jesus Christ. To know and live a faith in Him. To get to know Him in the Scriptures and in our experiences with each other as the body of Christ, the church. I hope that all of us today would confirm our faith in Jesus Christ and our commitment to each other to be God's church for one another and for the world. And if you've never done that for yourself, if you've never said, yes, I believe in Jesus, yes, I want to be a part of the church, God's presence in the world, I want to invite you to do it today. And know that this place, Shambly Methodist, is a place full of people who are on this journey, this adventure together with you. We'll welcome you, encourage and support you, and help you grow. In just a minute, we're going to sing one last hymn. As we sing, I'm asking everybody in the room, give God a moment with your faith, with your spirit. And maybe hear him calling you to the gate that leads to life. I want to let you know that I and Pastor Stacy are here for you. If you'd like to have that conversation more about it, or if you just want to say, yes, I believe and I want to be a part of the church, We offer ourselves to you for that conversation today or any day. Don't hesitate to reach out to us, please. Oh, may we live this adventure of faith together with these confirmands in our midst. I want to invite you now to stand as you're able as we sing that closing hymn on eagle's wings.